Welcome to the River Downstream, our podcast. This episode was recorded on April 16th. The only announcement this week is that on May 7th, there will be an integrated service where we talk about the vision, mission, and values of the river throughout the whole service. So without further ado, please enjoy Pastor Dale talking about the big story. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so, um, uh, Paul kind of prayed already um, about opening up our hearts. So, uh, I think that's really the intention of a prayer, usually before a message, is to, that the Lord would open up our hearts to hear what He has to say to us today. All right, so um, what I wanted to do today is uh, something a little bit different. I guess it was well over 20 years ago, my teenage sons said to me, I have three of them. Um, said to me, hey, Dad, um, could you uh, kind of give us an overview of Christianity? And so over three sessions, I invited them into uh, some discussions, and they invited their friends, and so we sat around in a little small group in our basement, and, and we talked about kind of the overview of the, the Christian story. And um, so part of that is what I'd like to share with you here today. Um, so it, it's kind of, I'm a little rusty, I haven't really done this for 23 years, so to speak. But on the table in front of you, there are some pieces of paper. And I invite you to grab one, along with a pen. I would like for each and every one of you to engage by by looking at the uh, paper that's there in front of you, and you see a a web, if you will. And so I'm asking you to engage. I'm asking you to engage um, by writing things down. There's not a lot to write down, but I think it's just helpful if you have a pen in hand and paper in front of you, you just write a few things. Um, And then just as the story goes, we'll uh, carry on from there. But the second thing is, is that some of you now have looked at your piece of paper and on the bottom right corner, there are some Bible texts. And so if you have that piece of paper with a Bible text on it, I am asking you to read that out loud when your time is Ready. Genesis 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right. So in the beginning, God, and I think that's the key word that I'd like to highlight here, is God. In the beginning, God. So this very first sentence in our Bible tells us that this story is about God. This is God's story. Excellent. So really... Many people look at the Bible and they say, oh, you know, this is an instruction manual for me. And and maybe that's true, but first and foremost, we need to know that this is God's story. And he has revealed it to us. We'll get into how and why and all that in a moment, but this is God's story. So Genesis 1 verse 27 says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Right, so in the image of God, God created humanity. And so it is humanity that is now entering into this scene, and it tells us that God is the one who created them. So moving along, we then turn to Genesis 3, verse 6. Genesis 3, verse 6. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Right. So here we have Hadam. 
And if you recall, I used the word Hadam with kind of an aspiration, an H in front of Adam. Hadam meaning humanity. Humanity ate the fruit that was forbidden to them. They disobeyed what God, they rebelled, they were selfish, they wanted what they wanted. There's three reasons given in that text as to why they chose to eat it. If you don't know those words, have a look at them because I think they're the reasons why we continue to be tempted into doing things that we shouldn't be doing. But pleasing to the eye, nourishing for the body, and hopefully good for the mind. And so distorted, all those things can have an effect on us. So here what you see is man has fallen into sin. That's our traditional word for that. I just used many other adjectives to describe it, synonyms, if you will, um, rebelliousness, selfishness, all that kind of a thing. They disobeyed God. Let's move to Genesis 4, verses 25 and 26. Adam made love to his wife again, and she gave birth to a son, and named him Seth, saying, God has granted me another child in place of Abel since Cain killed him. Seth also had a son, and he named him Enosh. At that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. All right, so what we're hearing there is Adam begat Seth, who begat Enosh, who begat, who begat, who begat. And we hear, what we hear now is um, the beginning of the history, if you will, the history of humanity as it plays out um, for us here. So I'm just going to write the word history here. Let's delve a little more into this history uh, by looking at the next text of Matthew 1, verses 1 to 16, but just please read Matthew 1, verse 1. This is the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. So Matthew 1, verse 1, just now talks about Abraham begat, and it starts to begin the genealogy, and it goes to Abraham, and then it goes to David, and then it goes to all of his ancestors um, in the exile, and then it ends up in verse 16, which then names Jesus. All right, so this is a history that has uh, progressed all the way through, and we see Jesus is now part of this history. If the next person could read uh, Luke 3, verse 23 to 37. Now Jesus himself was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. He was the son, so it was thought, of Joseph, the son of Heli. All right, so Jesus is now named as the son of Joseph, and then we see a reverse genealogy that goes from Jesus to Joseph and then all the way back. And that genealogy takes us all the way back to Adam. And so Jesus, we know, is connected all the way in humanity back to Adam. Adam, he's called the second Adam. And he's called the second Adam because it's kind of a, a, a renewal, if you will. But here's where we see... I'm going to just use a very um, contemporary word, and I just put the word hero there, and that'll all make sense in a minute or three. All right, John 3, verse 16. I don't know if you need to read it or if you can just recite it, but uh, John 3, verse 16, please. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. All right, so here what we see is that God so loved the world, God, this is his story, that he gave his only son, Jesus, on behalf of humanity. And in your mind, you're probably seeing all the lines, well, you have them on your piece of paper there, um, but there is this conflict that happens right here. 
And this, you might also use another C word, which is climax. Um, so we started with God, we're through, on to this whole history thing, and, and we see that there's a conflict that happens. Now let's go to uh, John 20, verse 22. And with that, he breathed on them, saying, Receive the Holy Spirit. Okay, so Jesus has risen from the dead. He's now with his apostles in the upper room, if you will, uh, in their gathering there. And he breathes on them and he gives them the Holy Spirit. And so now we see the Holy Spirit is on the scene as well. Acts 2, verse uh, 4. Acts 2, verse 4. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. All right, so this is the day of Pentecost, and we see that the Holy Spirit has now been bestowed upon all those that are gathered around there, um, all, not just the apostles that were in the small room earlier in John 20, verse 22, but now there's more. There's up to 100 or more, and then we know from there it spills out even further. So the Holy Spirit becomes a player, if you will, in this story. And if we now turn to Acts 2, verse 47. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Right. So on that day of Pentecost and the Holy Spirit being given out and uh, with Peter's sermon that he gave, it, there was then this uh, Holy Spirit was given to everybody there and people were added. And here's where we see um, church. Now, church is a word that is isn't really used until about the 10th century. Before that, it was just simply called Ecclesia. Ecclesia means those who are called out. Literally, it means those called out. Um, but in, uh, in Greek at the time, in ancient Greek, it was also then just simply referred to all those that were called out. Um, and therefore, it was the assembly. So called out, but it was the assembly of people. And so that word assembly, the notion of assembly, then turned into our notion of what we call church. And then lastly, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 24. Then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. And the end will come when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father. And so what we see here is that there is a return back to God. And it kind of, it ends up becoming full circle. So this is an overview of God's story. I suspect this is nothing new to the majority of you, um, but perhaps you've never seen it in uh, a bit of a diagram. And what you have now is that not only is it all connected all the way around, but it's interconnected in between as well. There's all these connections that happen. And so this story is not just dependent on one aspect. This story is dependent on all of the pieces. And if you were to take out one of the pieces, say, then the story totally changes and it, perhaps it's not really the full story anyway in that fashion. So the purpose of this as well is if this is God's story, then this is how God has revealed himself to us. What we see is that God has revealed himself in three ways throughout the Bible. In three ways. There might be more facets to God. I don't know. He hasn't revealed that to me. Maybe he has to you. But this is the way that he has in the Bible revealed himself through God the Father, the Creator, Jesus, his Son, and the Holy Spirit, all being one. 
one God. This is the way that he has um, described himself, revealed himself to us for our knowledge, for our benefit, that we might come into relationship with him. So this is, a, this is God's story, but it's God's story of relationship with humanity. And that's what we're kind of looking at. So if you were to go to our website, uh, rivercommunity.ca, and there you will find a link about we believe, what we believe. If you were to click on that link, it would bring you a whole list of 10 or more attributes of aspects of what we believe. And interestingly enough, it starts with the Trinity. It goes, then talks about creation, talks about we believe in people, we believe in sin, we believe in God's redemptive plan, we believe in Jesus, we believe in the Holy Spirit, we believe in the church, and we believe in eternity, this return back um, to God the Father. So now, I don't know how long that has been up on our website, but um, I imagine it's been there since the very beginning of this church. So I'm not really telling you anything new. I'm just simply highlighting all this um, for your benefits. But there is one line on your diagram, one line that you have or actually that you don't have, there's a line that's missing. And that line is this one. Humanity to history, humanity to Jesus. And what I'd like to do is talk about that line next. And so to do so, I'm now going to ask you to move down to that straight line that's on the very bottom of your page. It starts with a... a a dot and it ends with an arrow and I'm going to talk about this in a personal fashion first so I'm going to talk about my story I'm going to share some details about my story and as I do I want you to be thinking about your own story I want you to be thinking about as I share some of my story, it might trigger some things that have happened in your life. And then I would like you to follow along. So I'm going to be uh, putting up some extra lines on here. I'll do them in blue. And I just invite you to think about your own story and to make your own lines. And whether you do it right now or whether you do it later, either way, I hope you do it. And I hope you do it not just once, but twice or three times, maybe a month or three apart, but that you would do this exercise because I feel like it's just helpful to understanding our own story. And so let me begin. I started in 1961. I was born, hence the dot right there, and I was born to Dutch immigrants in Edmonton here who were Christians. And I would say that for the very first 14 years of my life, life was great. Life was awesome. Life was good. It was, it was calm. It was very community-orientated. It was, it was great to be a part of. But at the age of 14, um, for whatever reason, um, things went downhill in terms of perhaps um, my life in some ways. It was maybe a slower progression than that. But for the next five years, um, I was distracted. There was three words that you can say, uh, wine, women, or song. Or the modern version is sex, drugs, and 
rock and roll, so you know those words. Okay, so that really distracted me, and you might say it, it kind of spiraled me down. I, drew, I, I made a straight line, but there it is. But at the age of 19, I married Gloria, my wife. Woohoo! <laughs> and from that point, things went back uphill. Things were on the up and up, and, and uh, it was awesome. And uh, things progressed quite nicely. Um, I was working hard, and last week I told you about, um, yeah, it was last week already, I told you in my Easter story, my rabbit story, about a conflict that I had and, uh, and how it, it caused me some tumult. And so I took a nosedive down at the age of, I think it was 28, at the age of 28, things went really bad because things went at my vocation was awful. I was berated, betrayed, belittled, all those words, plus more, and uh, things went downhill, and I, I didn't know what to do or, or where to go. I then um, spoke to God. I had the rabbit story, um, and life came back up. And here, I started working for 7-Eleven. They moved me to Calgary, and I started working for them in their marketing department, and life was good. But wouldn't you know it, the Japanese daughter of the company bought out the mother company, and after that, they started to uh, downsize, 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 until I no longer had a job with 7-Eleven, and this is happening at the age of 32. So I'm kind of without a job, the writing's on the wall, and I needed another job, and so I find one. It's with Holtzheiser, and Holtzheiser is the food importer, and I'm the general manager for Alberta, uh, distributing European foods uh, across the province. But that comes to an end as well, because they got bought out by an Eastern company, and the Eastern company wanted to downsize, and so now I'm down here. And this happened to me at the age of 34 give or take a year, and now I'm back on the bottom side of the graph. At the end, I then started working for a company called Shake Master. A friend of mine owned Shake Master and invited me in as a partner, and I worked with him until that whole industry came to an end. And so Shake Master should have brought me up, and you think it would have. Um, and, but the funny thing is, is that it was really kind of the beginning of the end because at some point I figured out that it was the Lord that was asking me to become a pastor at the age of 45 and you can tell that I'm awfully close here. And so now I'm 39 years old and Gloria and I decide that now's the time for me to go into seminary and to become trained as a pastor. And so I go into seminary and life starts to go on the up and up. I, I became the, a pastor at a church in Calgary, Maranatha Christian Reformed Church. And um, after that, I went to Ontario. I'm just going to put it as a flat line. It's kind of a plateau, if you will. And here I am at the river. I shared with you my story in the hopes that you would think about your story, in the hopes that you would think about the environment that you were created in, that you were born into. And maybe yours wasn't a great story to start. And maybe your story was on the bottom side of this line. And then it moved up and down. But of real interest is, you know, there's a, there's a lot going on here, wouldn't you say? What we see here, back on this story, is a really common plot narrative of any story that you might encounter. There's the context. And here, we're going to call it, we were created. 
there at the beginning, and you can write that word on your sheet as well. But then a crisis happens, and then from that crisis, it comes to a conflict. And if you will, a conflict is also called the climax. It's typically where that happens. There's a climax, and then near the end of the story, there is, in big words, consummation, but it's really the return back to paradise. And so you see that in the Bible. It starts in paradise, it travels all the way through, and it returns back to paradise. This is the common narrative in so many stories. And so my encouragement to you is to take your straight line story with all of your ups and downs and to wrap it around God's story. And there you will see that you were created. You are loved. He loves you. He loves you so much. You know that because he gave his one and only son for you at that conflict. But there was crisis that happened. And through that crisis, we end up coming into conflict only to have a return or a consummation, if you will. And so if you were to wrap this story around, you would start to see, and it's my hope, because what I didn't say as I shared my story is that time and time again, as I went through these ups and downs, it was Christ who came to my rescue. It was Christ who became my hero. It was Christ who answered my pleas. At the age of 19, as blissful as marriage is, I was so scared on that first dance, the weight, the responsibility of a 19-year-old to take on a marriage and a mortgage and children and a full-time job with, you know, just, I was afraid. And so I prayed while we danced, Gloria and I, I prayed. And from that moment on, I just knew that God was with me and for me. That was the, the beginning. And then I just had to remember it every time I, I fell down, every time I he caused me to get back up. And so my encouragement to you, to each and every one of you, is to write out your story and figure out where and how all these different things play into your life and then fully know that you will find yourself in God's story. Humanity is a big factor in God's story and you were created in his image. He has done so much for you. There's no denying that. My encouragement is to listen to the story and engage in his story, and you'll discover more and more of your story. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, and Holy Spirit, we have come to hear of your word, come to hear of your story. Lord, we seek to do that each and every Sunday. We seek to do that each and every day as we do our daily devotions, as we read our Bibles, as we pray to you, we seek to find out more of who you are and in the midst of all that, to find out more of who we are. So Lord, I pray that you would bless each and every one here and those that are watching online. I pray that you would bless all of us with insight into who you created us to be on account of who you are and your great love for us. Lord, this is our 
earnest request as we speak it here today. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this recording. Just a reminder that you can find our website at rivercommunity.ca. There you can find our events calendar with information about upcoming messages and gatherings, or sign up for currents. Feel free to send us a message on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Our services start 10 o'clock Sunday mornings, and you are welcome to come early for coffee, tea, and bagels. Have a great week. Bye-bye.